When you're venturing into the woods, there are the dangers you'll look out for and others you never see coming. Because as you peer into the darkness, you never know what's looking back. Today, we're sharing stories about two creepy forest creatures you may have never heard of. Welcome to Shadowland, everybody. Welcome. This is a podcast that shines a spotlight on stories of the supernatural, mysterious, eerie, and unexplained. Stuff like road trolls. Fossilized alien bodies. Yes. Dogmen. Lights in the sky. Dream telepathy. Calls from the wild. Prophecies. Shadow people. Miraculous healings. Interdimensional travelers. Forest mimics. Mars anomalies. All that stuff. All that stuff and lots more. Lots more. I'm Christina Callery. And I'm Seth Jablon. And today we're sharing stories about... Forest creatures, which I don't know too much about, so I'm excited to uh, hear all about it. Two mysterious, lesser-known, alleged forest creatures. Yeah, that, this sounds exciting. I think you you told me a little bit about it already, but I'm I'm definitely I'm always um, interested to hear about something I haven't heard before. So this this will be fun. Yeah, this is new to me too. Um, but it's kind of similar to something we covered in the past. So, are you ready to dive in? Yeah. Well, I thought we maybe we just talk for a second about okay, like do cool. a little news corner. Like, oh well, my just, God, just, you got just, news. Well, yeah. I mean, I just want to talk about like the. The uh, fossilized alien bodies from the, yes, that please. Mexico. Oh my God! Mexico okay, revealed. Yeah, please tell us. It. Please tell us. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure everybody's listening probably knows by now, but um, a UFOologist in in a um, report to Congress, they were they were doing a similar uh, um, disclosure report to to Congress in um, in Mexico, and someone brought in a foss- uh, purported fossilized alien body. That was supposed to be like a thousand years old and had like x-rays of it and stuff. Um, it was, yeah, it was pretty wild. So, what? okay. I, so did you, how did, did I you not this? know that? How did I not know that? Oh, really? Oh my God. Okay. I mean, I guess it do is a, new. Do you have ish, a photo? But do I have a photo? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, here, let me, um, let me just send you real quick. I mean, just Google, do you have your, like your browser? Just Google like Mexico alien body. <laughs> We'll we'll definitely put some on on the uh, you know on Instagram or whatever. But I feel yeah, like yeah, we've got we're, we're due to update that. We took the summer a little easy, yeah, but yeah, oh yeah. my gosh! So I mean, okay, it's it's pretty ridiculous. It <laughs> it, it looks totally, like ET. I know it looks like kind ET. of uh, yeah. It, it looks a lot like ET. But I'm totally here for it, and and I'll tell you why. Like, okay, so <laughs> I am too. Probably fake, right? We can say that. Like, and also hilarious. But I mean, after like so so many people, you know, on a more more serious note, you know, so many people over the past century being harassed and bullied, you know, but but by because they had experiences that they honestly couldn't help, you know, being sort of systematically terrorized by our government, you know, uh, um, secret uh, service and CIA and all sorts of things. Men in right? black. Men in black and just all sorts of like, 
you know, um, both officially and unofficially in the scientific community and, and friends. And it's like, finally, someone's like, fuck it, we're going to troll you guys back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So like, I don't know, I kind of see it all as part of like this, this obvious movement of disclosure, right? And it happened, what was it, a day before? So today, NASA um, released its sort of like, they're like, yeah, okay, no, yeah, we know there's like these objects move around, but they're like, don't jump to any conclusions. We don't understand how they work or probably not of earthly origin, but that doesn't mean they're aliens, right? Like everyone's so fast to discount that, but they did say that, um, you know, that, that uh, you know, serious science needed to be applied to really understand these things, you know, and without stigma. And, and I feel like, that's all people have been saying this past, like, again, this past century of like wanting to be taken seriously. Right. There's so much stigma. And that's one so of the reasons stigma. why yeah. a lot of these stories don't come to light or right, right. they're reported anonymously. Yeah. And like, and then, yeah, when you see, you know, people like unveiling alien bodies like that, like, okay, you could argue that that somehow works against it, but I don't think that's actually the problem, right? Like, th there was already a bias there that started from when, you know, military, you know, had encounters, you know, back, uh, you know, Roswell and stuff. So it's not like this was born of these people. These people are sort of like a, you know, a, a, um, a result of that, right? Like, a, like, so, you know, anyways, but I think it's hilarious and more power to them. <laughs> Maybe, it, who, who knows? Maybe it turns out real. I know what I'm going as on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, okay. So I, I just thought we'd talk about that. But like, I mean, it is like there, there is a drumbeat of disclosure happening right now. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, even as we joke about it, it's like there's still like, you know, they're, they're, they're saying more and more. And so even though they, you know, each time their tone is a little less sort of cautious and a little bit more open and it's a little bit more like, hey, we've had these, you know, secret programs for a long time, right? Like they, they, NASA won't release the, the name of their, they have a UF uh, or UAP, UAP research director at NASA, right? Like someone who's in charge of the study of these objects and they won't release their name probably. Because, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, this all came out today. So, you know, I, I didn't know that either, but that's great. Yeah. So anyways, we'll see. Maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe, slowly, maybe by, slowly, slowly they're, they're, revealing a little more totally and so yeah like you have this like mexico thing but then i'm like you know and, the, and there's like people in the u.s who are like i can't believe that you know it's, it's a publicity stunt i'm like publicity how dare you you know you know you have the alien bodies <laughs> show it to us and then these people <laughs> wouldn't have to do this shit <laughs> we know you got them you showed them to jackie gleason you know right nixon I mean, showed them to jackie gleason right do that story Oh, okay. I thought we talked about it. Okay, to the for moon, another time. Like uh, yeah. literally. Yeah, Jackie Gleason was like a big um UFO guy and um Nixon was supposedly a fan a big fan of his. And so according to Jackie Gleason, he took him somewhere where they had like frozen alien bodies to show him, like to impress him. Isn't that wild? It's a true story. I mean, I don't know if it, you know, I mean, who knows what's gonna happen, but that somebody, is a I mean, story totally. that he told. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> All right, so weird new forest creatures. I can't wait to hear. We about need them. to do another celebrity episode. Though, okay, okay, okay. Let's featuring do that. that. Yeah. Okay, okay that's, going, that's going on the calendar. Okay, definitely. Okay, so ready? Yep. Okay, let's jump in. So, 
In episode 49, we covered accounts of forest mimics, if you remember. So these were people that hear voices in the woods that sound just like their family members or friends. So this is a kind of a, a common thing that happens. And these voices are usually attempting them to come deeper into the forest, probably to their doom. If you haven't listened to that one, you need to. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's super creepy. Um, but in one of the stories we covered, um, a boy and his sibling saw a face um, that would peek out at them. They were in the forest, <laughs> and they'd see a, a face kind of peeking out from behind a tree, and oh, then dude. it would, like, disappear, and then it would peer again, like, farther ahead, kind of, like, luring them to come, you know, follow after it into the right. forest, go deeper into the forest. And then it would disappear again, only to appear a, yet again behind another tree farther off in the distance. And each time they'd only catch a glimpse of this thing's face. So it turns out American lumberjack folklore describes a creature that does the same thing. And you don't want to catch up with it. So... Maybe at this point we can add a few campfire sound effects or forest sound effects okay. here, yeah, Tim. Okay. Good. Thanks, Great. Tim. <laughs> okay. So just imagine you've set out on a short hike. It's late afternoon, and although you don't intend to go far, you lose track of time and you end up venturing deep into the woods. Before you know it, the sun is beginning to sink behind the trees. You feel a chill in the air. You hear the wind stir in the branches overhead. The trail ahead is growing dimmer. You hadn't noticed before how dense the trees are on either side of your path. Anything could be out there. It's long past time to head back. So you do, walking faster now. You hear the creak of branches and the crunch of dry leaves beneath your feet. But then you realize your footsteps seem to have an echo. Could someone else be on this trail? You spin around, but there's only an empty path. You walk a few paces, and then you stop. But they continue. The footsteps behind you. You turn. Nothing there but the encroaching dark. And now you feel the unmistakable sense of being watched from somewhere out there in the trees. You break into a sprint, and you're praying you make it back. Because the question isn't whether you're being stalked, but by what. To all those who stay too late in the woods, beware of the hide behind. Ooh, is that the name of the That's creature, the name of the creature. The hide behind? Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. So this creature is called the hide behind because that's exactly what it does. It conceals itself behind trees or objects in the forest, moving quickly from one tree to the next in pursuit of their prey. So often the person that they're following has this strong sense that they're being watched, but when they turn around, there's nothing there, or maybe they catch just a fleeting glimpse. And stories of the hide behind originated in the 19th century logging communities, mostly in the northern United States that border Canada, like Michigan and Wisconsin, Minnesota, which is also dogman country. Um, we've covered the dogman in previous episodes. And 
These creatures, though, have been blamed for the disappearance of lumberjacks over the years. So when someone didn't return to camp at night, suspicions pointed to the hide-behind. Although they're rarely witnessed, for obvious reasons, they're very good at hiding, hide-behinds are often said, you know, when there have been eyewitness accounts, they're said to be tall, gaunt figures, they're very powerful, and they have long, knife-like, sharp claws. Some accounts describe them as having black fur and red or yellow glowing eyes, while others describe them as being more like kind of your rake figure, so very pale and spindly, sort of slender man-like, and sometimes faceless, which is just giving it gives me the grapes. And they're said to be mostly nocturnal. So obviously you don't want to be out in the forest at night if you're worried about running into a hide behind. They're also incredibly fast. So the moment you even begin to turn around, they've already hidden. And some say that they're able to suck in their abdomens so they can make themselves incredibly just rail thin in order to hide behind the skinniest trees. So they're experts at camouflage. Another school of thought is that they have shape-shifting abilities, and that's how they're able to hide so quickly. But in any case, they stalk their victims in the forest, quickly darting from tree to tree, waiting for the right moment to launch a surprise attack. So someone wandering through the woods might be followed for a while before the hide-behind attack so they can take their time and follow you for a while. But when they get you, it's something you definitely don't want. They drag their prey away to their lair somewhere deep in the woods, and they tear them open and devour their intestines. So they go straight for the intestines. Yikes. Okay. So yeah. okay. it's very specific. Very specific. But thankfully, they have one weakness. So hide-behinds are said to have a strong aversion to the smell of alcohol, which is a great excuse for lumberjacks to drink on the job. <laughs> but apparently, they especially hate the smell of beer, which I kind of agree with. I've never been much of a beer girl. And they're also said to be afraid of fire. So don't let that campfire die out or maybe carry a torch. But uh, there are some people who think that this creature intersects with the missing 411 phenomena, which we've covered before. You know, people who go missing under mysterious circumstances, very specific circumstances in national parks and forests. And um, the lore started fairly early. The first written description of the hide behind appeared in 1939 in a book titled Fearsome Creatures by Henry H. Tyron. And in addition to the qualities we just discussed, the book claims that the hide behind can go for seven years between meals if it needs to. Um, There have been encounters in recent years, though, and (laughs) I'm living in Michigan right now, and the Grand Haven Tribune in Michigan reported two eyewitness accounts that occurred in the year 2000 and 2007. So if we have any listeners out there from that neck of the woods, I actually subscribe to the Grand Haven Tribune just for this article, so now I'm going to know everything about your town. 
And the article starts out by discussing the local hide-behind lore that began before the year 1890, when several large lumber mills had been constructed, which led to this boom in the area, a lot of employment in the logging industry. But sometimes lumberjacks would go missing in the forest and whispers began circulating, blaming a creature they called the hide-behind. And it was also said to be the cause of strange calls and noises heard in the forest at night. So these unexplained noises. And I know, Seth, we've talked about doing an episode coming up, you know, pretty soon about mysterious calls in the forest. Mm, Yeah, definitely. Um, But the hide behind is supposedly one of the reasons behind these things. Um, So cut to the year 2000, and I'll read directly from the article. A 14-year-old boy, his brother, and a friend were crossing through a wooded area headed to a lake about one mile from their Indiana home. I felt a very strange feeling like I was being watched, the now 28-year-old man recalled. I was also afraid to look behind me. I picked up my pace, and as I did, I heard a rustle of leaves in the woods almost at the same pace I was walking. The frightened boy took off running and became separated from his younger brother and friend. He paused halfway up a trail. At first I didn't see anything, so I relaxed a little, still looking in the woods for someone, he recalled. That's when I saw it. Peering from behind a tree about 50 yards back, he saw a thin, black, hairy creature with huge red eyes. The description matches the rare eyewitness accounts of a hide-behind. The creature only had its head and hands sticking out from behind a tree, and it was staring right at me, he said. I sprinted home and found my brother and friend at the house. I firmly believed what I saw was real, he continued. But as the years passed, I thought maybe it was a figment of my imagination. But then, in 2007, another encounter occurred. An unnamed man... Again, his younger brother and a friend were driving through a wooded area one night and noticed about seven or eight deer just frozen in a pose out in a field. They were scared, he recalled. That's when I noticed two huge glowing red eyes off to the side of the woods. I now firmly believe there is some kind of creature that stalks in the woods, he said. Wow. So wait, are the, I guess I missed the glowing red eye thing before. Is that like a thing of theirs or that? Yeah. Glowing red or yellow eyes. Very Mothman like. Yeah. Very Mothman. Lots of cryptids have red eyes. Hatman. That's true. true. Like shadow people. Yeah. Red eyes. Red eyes are not a good thing in general. I think we can just, we can just say that. Glowing red eyes. Yeah. Stay away. Um, But another mysterious event occurred five years later, this time in the Ozarks. So on September 22nd, 2012, a 53-year-old woman named Linda Artiga set out into the Arkansas Ozark Forest with her brother, Eddie Huff. So this was supposed to be just like a short day hike, and the plan was for Linda's brother to teach her some wilderness survival skills. However, the two soon became separated. Later that day, and this is really weird, Eddie returned home alone, and he seemed really disoriented, and he was showing signs of, like, a memory lapse. 
He told his niece, Shelley, that he'd seen Linda on the porch of a relative's house so that she got back okay. This took place on a Saturday. But when Wednesday rolled around and Linda was still nowhere to be seen, Eddie and the rest of Linda's family realized she was probably still in the woods and hadn't made it home after all. So the next morning, a Thursday, five days after Linda and Eddie had become separated, a search party of more than 100 people scoured the entire area. And they found her on that same day, deep in the woods. She was alive. She had cuts and bruises and, quote, wasn't quite about her head, according to the chief deputy, but she was in good overall physical condition. So Linda said that her brother Eddie had sustained some sort of injury, and she decided she needed to go find help, but had become lost. So maybe he had fallen and hit his head or something like that, and that accounts for his strange behavior later that evening. But she then spent the next five days subsisting on nuts and watercress plants. So she clearly had learned her survival skills, but that wasn't all that she experienced during that time. As she made her way through the forest, she came across several hikers, and she tried to call out to them for help, but she said that they either didn't hear her or they were deliberately ignoring her. So this struck her as very strange. And then she said, quote, I would see people, I'd ask for help, and they'd act like they didn't even hear me. And she would glimpse these shadowy figures that would come out at night and watch her from behind nearby trees and bushes, but hide when she turned to look. So in addition to during the daytime, she's seeing these hikers, she's trying to call for them, and they're not responding to her. At night, she's seeing these figures looking at her from behind trees and then, and then like hiding again Whoa. when she like turns around. And she was very scared at the time and said, quote, these people were hiding in bushes. They were very weird people. Very weird. So possibly hide behinds. Interesting. And yeah. yeah. When I was doing my research, I came across a video on the hide behind on a YouTube channel called Cryptids and Monsters. And some of the commenters seem to have had experiences. So I always like to do this. I like to, to see, you know, what kind of posts these videos get or, you know, the main story, like if it triggers other people to kind of like come forward and tell their story. So uh, one of the users said, or one of the posters said, I actually had a few different encounters with this thing. The first time I saw it was about four years ago. I was at the park with my friend and it was about midnight. We were the only ones there. As we started to walk more into the park, I saw this tall, dark figure standing right beside a tree. It was about six or seven feet tall, had sharp claws, the nose of a dog, and red eyes. I wanted to get a better look, but then it just disappeared behind a tree and I couldn't see it anymore. In fact, me and another friend were just there alone last night, and again, I saw those red eyes. It stared at me for at least 10 seconds while slowly moving side to side. And 10 seconds is kind of a long time. Yeah, yeah. If you're it's looking certainly in, enough in the to dark. see what you're looking at, yeah. Right. Then the eyes just, just disappeared, almost as if the thing turned around to look the other way. 
I know I'm not crazy because my friend said he saw it too. It might also, it might explain why my other friend Leo said he came running to me one night because he was walking home next to that very same park and told me he had heard footsteps, a big branch break, and then a growl or a roar of some sort. And then uh, someone else said, in Western Pennsylvania, it's been called the red-eyed man. Across the state line in Ohio, something followed friends and I through the woods and adhered to this description. We weren't overreacting, paranoid, or under any influence. I know something was there. As we were walking, we could hear many stirring leaves and branches. We would turn around, not a thing to be seen. As soon as the last person would turn their back, it would begin again. So, um, what is the hide behind? So, of course, you know, people chalk it up to just folklore, just a story to, you know, scare lumberjacks into making it back to camp early or whatever, <laughs> you know, just a tall tale. Others explain it away very logically. So, it's some kind of animal. Maybe it's a bear or a mountain lion, some kind of predator out in the woods stalking you, yes, but not anything you know, otherworldly or that strange. Others think it's a cryptid. This is a creature that is yet to be discovered. And others see it as a supernatural entity, like maybe it's a demon or a shapeshifter or a skinwalker. Yeah, there's some like skin skinwalker-like characteristics of it, right? Right, right. Yeah, like, you know, just the you know, stalking in the woods kind of a thing. And, you know, supposedly, you know, eating if this intestines is, re- is <laughs> eating yeah. intestines or, or also, you know, the, um, some people say that skinwalkers do that mimicking behavior where they right, pretend right. to be a family member. And, and in some cases, the hide behind seem to have the same kind of thing and maybe aliens, maybe aliens. It's always a possibility. Um, so what do you what do you but what do you think it is? I mean, I feel like there have been, you know, just have doing all of this research with these different kinds of creatures. You do hear this again and again, where people have experiences of feeling followed in the woods, you know, stalked or tracked by something, and especially. Um, when mimicry is involved, I feel like something's going on with that. You hear it again and again, and I'm almost yeah, yeah. inclined to think, I mean, I, I feel like, yes, you can definitely write off some of this too. You know, some of these people are probably being followed by a mountain lion, you know, or, or maybe a wolf or, or something like that in the woods, you know, just like some kind of apex predator. But I think that there have been enough really eerie accounts that have been shared out there that I don't know. I I think it's plausible that there's something supernatural at work. I think I would, that's what I would chalk it up to. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, um, I mean, well, it made me think of, uh, I feel like we've talked on the show before, but there's that like, there's like that Native American like class of creatures that are like half here and half not, right? They're like they they come in, they materialize, and then they're like half spirit and half animal, 
right? Mm-hmm. And they're not like always here, like like the um, uh, 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 the Firebird or whatever. What's the um, the Phoenix? What's it, what is it? A Phoenix? No, but I thought there was another one, the Thunderbird. 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 That that was okay. it. Yeah, yeah. The Thunderbird, like th- that that can like kind of come into existence and and like it phases in and out of like this world and the next, right? And so some of these, like some of these things, like just kind of remind me of that, right? Like the idea that there's this like biological thing that does all this like weird stuff, <laughs> you know, it seems almost like, I don't know. Um, I don't know with all these stories that we've talked about over the years, like this idea that that these, that things can exist that aren't like um, in the same class of like, you know, hard biology that we, you know, especially in, in like, um, the natural world that's somehow like part of the natural world or something, you know, that, um, Mm -hmm. we just don't understand yet. And they can kind of like appear and disappear or, or, you know, they're not, it's not totally, um, just like animals having babies and then those grow up to, and then they're like doing this weird stuff. It's like somehow, yeah, there is some type of like supernatural quality to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And like just the, the whole red eyes kind of tracks with that, right. It's very Mothman like. And, um, you know, I mean, you hear a lot of the, like the glowing red eyes or like hypnotic eyes. Um, and even one of those kind of sounded very like Wolfman, like, right. Well, mm-hmm. um, you know, dog man, like, yeah, for sure. And I think some people think, Oh, this is a dog man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're one and the same. Yeah. But like the mimicry thing, I mean, I think that's like the creepiest part. Like, we're just the idea that something's like drawing you in by showing its face. It's like, that's like a very intelligent hunter thing to do, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, I mean, in, in these accounts, I didn't uh, find anything with, uh, you know, mimicking voices, but right, right. definitely I feel it intersects with the, with the forest mimics that we've covered. I think in the it past, does. Possibly. I feel like we've, I think, I feel like we did a couple of stories where, um, where some people were hearing the mimic and then they saw like a face in the forest mm-hmm. or something like yep. that. Yeah. 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 Um, but I thought that also that, um, that woman, the hiker, who was like uh, in this weird space where no one could see her or whatever, it really made yeah. me think of some of those like four one one, you know, the right. people who sort of just disappear. And I'm like, what? You know, what if some of these people, like, you know, we we understand that like the space time continuum isn't as like solid as we thought, <laughs> you know, originally, and it seems to right. be the more that they look into it in in terms of like physics that it's like even more and more tenuous, the more we understand. And like just the idea that somehow somebody hiking out in a forest can sort of slip through a crack, (laughs) you know, and like be in this space. I mean, it's very twilight zone, like, but like, yeah, all of a sudden like phase out of this, you know, reality, just a, just a degree enough that like people can't see them, but they can see them. I mean, certainly she could have also been obviously like hallucinating and under duress, you know. Uh, um, but I'm just it just made me think of that, like because like that that is something that happens, right? We know from the show that people walk off into the woods and just fucking vanish, right? Yeah, With, and, without and a sometimes, trace. and sometimes, or sometimes they're found later, and and yeah. sometimes they lose track of time. You right, know? right, There's exactly. Like, like when they're if they're found alive. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. I mean, I think there's definitely a world where that's possible that, you know, this is something where 
it's not just that that you're encountering something otherworldly perhaps you've participated in that in some way yeah right right you've stepped through a crack somehow and like, i mean yeah we even talked about like planes flying through it right? there's like people yeah. who've had pilots who have had experiences of flying like the bermuda through. triangle yeah yeah and like mm-hmm. these like weird tunnels you know and then like flying over part you know airfields that that didn't exist yet or or, or older versions of an airfield that you know what i mean like so, but the idea that one, you could sort of like slip through and, and, and then encounter, uh, you know, beings from that or that vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. That there's something slipping through, right? You know, they say, yes. like in Jerome, um, you know, uh, Arizona, you know, they believe that there's like cracks there and that like shadow people emerge from them, right? That there's like, and when I say crack, it's just like this like thinner, you know, barrier between the sort of like invisible or spiritual world and this one. Yeah. Like a portal. I mean, yeah, I, mean yeah. I think like I wanted to actually talk to you about this because I feel like we should do a whole episode on like um, something called the Oz effect where people have this unreal feeling like they have entered into this otherworldly huh. state and some of these experiences they had. That's really interesting. And yeah, you know, I was also thinking about the, the Tulpas. I mean, we talked about it, a little, I, I think, you know, but there's mm-hmm. this, yeah, the, the concept that like, you know, that some, there can be some materialized thought form that, you know, that can take, you know, uh, the shape of something or someone, right? That that the the mind, the, the human mind has the power to almost like cr- create something, you know, like, or, right. or that enough, if enough people believe in something that it somehow can bring it into manifest existence. itself yeah, yeah yeah so like a, I don't know. almost uh, yeah like, like connecting a thought to projection quantum, or something yeah or quant- like quantum yeah. quantum physics yeah yeah cool yeah well i just hope like i mean i don't know what it is but like i hope there's like cool things out there in the forest i just hope i don't meet them <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't, you don't want to meet yeah, them yeah. okay so yeah. speaking of which okay, um, okay. are you ready for the second act i am yes okay so next up is and this totally ties into what you were saying um about interdimensional things uh the manis man what was it the man the mantis man Mant. oh oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm so excited <laughs> okay. Mantis man like a uh, praying mantis. Like like praying mantis. Yes. Okay. okay, so the mantis man is a creature that's fairly new to cryptid lore and it's been spotted in recent years often in the area of the and I'm going to butcher this Musconic Musconic Kong River near Hackettstown, New Jersey. What? <laughs> I love this. I love this. is like another Jersey cryptid. It's going to be weird. Yes, yes, yes. You've heard of the Jersey Devil. Now meet the Manus Man. Um, And it earned its name because it looks like a gigantic praying mantis, but it's a humanoid creature, only bigger. So I first heard of the Mantis Man when I was watching the show Monsters and Mysteries in America a couple years back. And this episode covered... A story that was first sent to Lon Strickler, who hosts the Phantoms and Monsters website, in July of 2011. And he posted it there, and then producers, I think, got in touch with uh, the person who had posted it, and that's how they created the show. So on the show, the eyewitness 
later shared his experience a little more in depth. And the man's name is Paul Jacks, and his story took place around 2006. So it was reported five years later in 2011, but it took place in 2006. So Paul Jacks was fly fishing on the river, the Musconetcong River, <laughs> with his boss. And the location that they chose borders rural, fe- rural fields and farmlands on one side with a local highway near the other side. So on the east side, it's more rural. You know, you see trees and then later on fields. And on the other side, you know, you walk a little ways and you get to the highway. So near the east side where they were fishing, there was a 10-foot high bank with a strip of trees blocking the view of the fields that lay beyond. And although the trees were fairly dense, there were occasional gaps between them. So Paul would have had a little visibility between the trees. There had been heavy rains in the previous few days, so the river was very high and the current was really strong at this time. The sky was overcast, and it was mid-afternoon when this occurred. So Paul later said that they really shouldn't have been in the river because of these conditions. He was standing in the water. It reached up to his chest, and it was so strong that he had to fight against the current just to stay upright. The two fishermen were standing about 50 yards away from each other, so Paul was in the front, and his boss was 50 yards behind him. All at once... Paul looked up at the riverbank, and he saw a strange creature that was moving in a gap between the trees, climbing up the side of the bank in the direction of the field. So it's going away from the river toward the fields beyond. And it was about 15 to 20 yards away from him only. He said, quote, The first thing I see was the grasshopper thigh, but bending forward like a human, then the whole form. He described it as a humanoid and at least six feet tall, but probably more like six and a half or seven feet. It had a triangular head and huge slanted black eyes, and it looked just like a praying mantis in the face. He said its whole body was gangly, knobby, but you could still sense it was powerful. I would not say it was just a big bug. It was definitely humanoid, despite the mantis or insect qualities. He, does, he said that the arms were, quote, normal. So not like what mantis insect forelegs look like, probably more like human. And the creature saw him too. He said... Quote, he's looking at me over his shoulder, moving up the bank, astonished, amazed. We lock eyes, and this creature is astonished. I get the sense that he can't believe I'm in the water, that he can't believe I have seen him, and that I am not perturbed at all. Something of all three, I still don't know. So when Paul stared back at the thing, he realized that it was becoming transparent just as he watched right in front of his eyes fading before evaporating in mid-stride and completely vanishing. So he watched this thing completely just before his eyes become translucent and and turn to nothing. So Paul said that, like, in his life, he'd always been privy to paranormal experiences. So this wasn't his first 
rodeo with the paranormal or anything supernatural. And because of that, he wasn't that terrified. I mean, if that were me, I I, I can't even imagine what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he really, really felt strongly. He had this this kind of knowing that that was part of the reason he could feel this creature being astonished like what he's not terrified of me like he can see me and and he's just like what ups <laughs> uh, like he was expecting him to freak out or something and he didn't yeah yeah or just oh my god he can see me and what what he's he's calm yeah um but he compared it to seeing like a full ghost apparition that it looked you know solid at first and then gradually faded away and he believed that the creature was cloaked somehow like it was Mm. using this cloak of invisibility and he somehow caught it at just the right moment while it was transitioning and that's why he was able to see it and he said that the entire encounter occurred in just like a few seconds but paul's boss didn't see it he was 50 yards behind him and so, understandably, Paul didn't tell him, you know, at that time. Right, he wasn't like, hey, did you see that praying mantis man, that seven foot tall? Yeah. Well, you can't see it now. It's got its cloak of invisibility on it. But, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, you want to you wanna hang out with me in the woods some more all day? Yeah. <laughs> so, Paul Jacks is a painter, and he has a site, theartofpauljacks.com. And in 2021, he posted about this experience Um and he's, he actually put up a painting that he did of the Manus Man, and we'll post this. And he said that he wasn't happy with the cartoonish way that the television show had depicted the creature. You know, it's kind of creature of the Black Lagoony <coughs> looking. And he said he'd sent the producer's sketches, um, but they kind of, they went for a different look. Um, but this isn't the okay, only Mantis. Interesting. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, wow. You, you just can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely post it. But well, we, we'll I'm sorry, were you going to like be, reveal that to me or something or? Well, well, no. I mean, I've got more stories, so I can keep going. Yeah, no, no, no. And sorry, you can, I like, just was like tell me when you yeah, find it. Paul wait. Jacks, the art of Paul Jacks. No, I found it. I found it. You found, found it? it? Okay, yeah, you yeah, want to you want to weigh in on what you think? Oh, oh. Um yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's wild looking. I mean, it's definitely like not what like in my mind, I was um, thinking of like, uh, you know, David Huggins, right? Like that, you know, um, literal like giant mantis. So this thing's mm-hmm. like looks way more like um, like a strange creature, you know, that has like almost like half alien head, but also praying mantis head, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, by far my favorite alien is um, the mantis alien. <laughs> right? Like that's definitely one that captures my imagination the most. And and but you know, largely off of um, David Huggins, right? He's the guy that he was an artist that that mm-hmm. had you know sexual. We covered him early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, over over his entire lifetime, and a mantis would watch him, right? was like was there and would like observe the encounters like like and he said that it but he said it was he's, like he's it, the one that had like he had sex with alien yes ladies right yeah well one one in, one okay, one. in particular okay. um 
that yeah, yeah well, he had like a romantic relationship with her, <laughs> according to him, according to him. And mm-hmm. there was a uh, a mantis that was like um, an observer, like almost like it would like stand in the corner and sort of like watch them. Okay. But it was definitely a mantis. It That's was definitely not creepy. Like, That's not creepy at all. Well, but he said it had a. Um, I mean, it's all weird, but he said it had like um, its head glowed like a halo. Like mm-hmm. as if it were like, um, you know, emanating light from its head. So, mm-hmm. so he said there was something like cold about it, but not, um, not uh, you know, that it was like um, I don't know if it necessarily benevolent, but it was, um, you know, it, it, he said he didn't feel like any threat from it or anything like that. Like it was a very neutral sort of presence. Um, but anyways, he said it was. He definitely described it as a like giant praying mantis like not humanoid like not this strange shape of this creature that's definitely um a different but uh yeah sorry so go go on yeah i gotta listen to that one again yeah yeah, it's good yeah and y'all should too okay so that isn't the only mantis man account from the area though so okay on the hackettstown life online forum Someone submitted this story, and I'll read it, and the, he- the headline is, Mantis Man Sighting on the Mekong. This is no joke. I like a good story like anyone else, but my friend told me a story today that was so profound that I felt the need to share it with the rest of the town. This friend of mine who told me the story is a very successful businessman. Deep into our conversation today, he started tearing up uncontrollably uncontrollably and told me he had something to get off his chest that had been eating at him for some time. I hope you're ready for this because I wasn't. Apparently about a year ago, my friend and his brother were down at Stevens State Park fishing right around dusk. During this time, while his brother was roughly 50 yards downstream fishing, he said he felt this strange vibration in his right ear and then he turned and looked to the right. When he turned and looked, he said he saw the six to seven foot praying mantis looking man just standing there and unable to believe that he could see him. He said the creature was black and gray. And to be quite honest, the way my buddy was telling me the story, I was having a tough time. I know he saw this thing because I could see it in his face. Anyhow, we Googled praying mantis man on Muskenogtong. Okay, whatever. I that river right after that and it turns out my friend is not alone i can't even emphasize enough how bad my friend was crying today over what he saw so basically they googled mantis man and they found the original story on phantoms and monsters and later the poster left a follow-up comment where he said that he was out to dinner with his wife when he ran into this friend again and had him tell them the story and he said, quote, incidentally, he's freaked me out all over again. He actually just admitted that he wet himself during these three brief Whoa. seconds. And he sat down in the water so his brother didn't think he peed his pants. And, and then he concluded, whether this guy saw this being or not, he is telling the truth. A truth he believes wholeheartedly. So there are tears and, you know peeing his pants like very strong emotions around this sighting and i find it interesting that it's like again two men around 50 yards apart on this you know on the river yeah right right the same place and you know seemingly unconnected right 
other than they were in the same place, same time, and then kind of ran into each other. That's really interesting. And this is, um, this is like a particular river you said. Yeah, it's, it, it's a river in New Jersey. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. Mus- yeah. It's like something Muskinet- like very Mus- Muskinet- Kong river. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at the pictures of it. I mean, it's like, there's definitely like, um, you know, some people have drawn it. It's like, um, more mantis like but that original painting it's like it's different it's not just a large mantis it's got like a weird body like a humanoid it, like a humanoid but also mm-hmm. like not not like a full human body it's like weirdly shaped almost like insect but insect like but like um almost like reptile like as well mhm mhm yeah reptile like for sure yeah okay so mantis man sightings aren't limited to New Jersey. Okay. Apparently there's been one in New York State. So after the Phantoms and Monsters site posted the original accounts of the Jersey Mantis Man, um, because they passed they, they actually posted the one that um was on the Hackettstown forum as well. Um, they received this story from a reader. This is in response to your recent post about a mantis-like entity. The incident occurred on June 22, 2018, a bit before 12 a.m. in Fillmore, New York. I was in the shed to use Wi-Fi for my phone because the kids were on devices and dogs are loud in the house. While I was watching from inside the shed, I noticed something an, an hour after I was in there. I heard movement of something shuffling in the tall grass. I thought it was a deer until my cat started growling and staring at the shed door. So this person's in their shed and they hear something shuffling around in the tall grass outside and then their cat starts growling. When I scanned the tree line and bushes with my big LED light, I thought I saw a head pop up into the dark. I pretended I didn't see it and spotted my light to the left and heard it quickly get closer. I flashed the light back fast and it was very close, now about 30 feet in front of me. We stared at each other for what seemed like forever, but I know it was probably only 20 seconds or so. I was so scared I couldn't move. Also, it didn't move as I watched it. I noticed its I, I noticed its limbs and features while we stared at each other. It was greenish-gray with very big mantis eyes. The skin was smooth and had broad shoulders, but as you followed it down, as you followed down it got skinny. The eyebrow ridge stuck out with a wide head with an upward slant. Its eyes reflected green. There were light green flecks that shone yellow and orange from my light. It was over six feet tall. I suddenly got the feeling that it was going to grab me. So I slammed the shed door and turned and ran to my house. When I got in, I told my husband about what I had seen. I noticed that a whole hour passed by, and now it was a few minutes after 1 a.m. I know I didn't look at this thing for an hour. My husband came out with me with his gun, but it was gone. I was really scared after that. I will not be out at night anymore. I always feel like I'm being watched. I started to look into UFOs and abductions. I had never read up on this before my experience, and now I believe I was abducted, but I have no memory of it. Wow, that's interesting. 
So in my research, I came across just a, a few more Mantis Man accounts in comment sections and other places online, but I'll just close with this one. So on an episode titled Mantis Man in a YouTube channel created by Ben Miller, someone in the comment section posted this. I saw this when I was a very young when I was very young in Indiana back in the mid 80s. I never knew anyone else had ever witnessed something like this before. We had just finished putting in hay and I went around the barn at dusk. I saw a huge six foot, nearly transparent green praying mantis like creature running through the field. When I screamed, it faded away. I was in my 40s when I saw it featured on an episode of some kind. So he's you know, talking about this monsters and phantom or monsters in America. I was so amazed that someone else saw something so similar. I showed my dad the episode the next week and he couldn't believe it either. It was just too crazy of a story. They thought I made it all up. Wow. Yep. So, uh, what is the Mandis man? A few theories include a scientific experiment gone wrong, which is kind of oh, like, interest, like, yeah, that's also very dogman like, right? Yep. Dogman like, and also like eighties horror movie trope, which I yep. love. Yep. Same. An interdimensional being, so kind of what you were talking about earlier. Like, are yeah. we seeing something? Kind, are you know, are are the eyewitnesses slipping into some other dimension, or is the creature kind of entering from this adjacent dimension, a demonic entity, or you know, of course, as you mentioned, aliens? Yeah, well, and obviously, someone had an, an encounter. Or says they have an encounter that, you know, they believe that was like part of an abduction. They so, felt, yeah, because yeah. of the missing time, because it's of the missing, missing time. time. And, and, you know, there are like in reports of alien abductions a lot of times, you know, as you said, like this, this mantis looking alien creature that is almost like an overseer or something. Right, right. Um, so, so what do you think? I mean... Are you asking me if I think it's real? Yeah. Well, I mean, what, I think it's definitely think it possible. I think. I mean, I think I would lean more toward either alien or interdimensional creature. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, just just the behavior with the fading away while someone's mm-hmm. looking at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and the fact that like a lot of times you do hear, you know, these stories. You know, when people have been abducted or they've experienced encounters with aliens. You know, that just like the mantis over and over again. It's just one of the more common types yep yep what do you think well i don't know i'm biased because i mean like i'm just so like um I, i'm just so like um taken with the idea of a like evolved mantis being <laughs> right that this is like an alien people see and interact mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. and i've only ever really heard of you know the ones that i guess i've never heard it's, it's described so specifically that like the the descriptions I've come across were that it's like very much a giant mantis right that um and like I said in David Huggins encounters it was like its head was glowing as if it were illuminated you know like a renaissance painting or something right mm-hmm. um uh you know but but this idea that it's like somehow humanoid or some variation on that is really interesting and um, you know, the fact that like they're coming across it in rivers, there's that weird waterway thing, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, 
very frogman like very dogman like right it has those like you know th- there's something about it that um you know seems thematically connected to some of these phenomena right um just again that cross of you know beast and man and you know something that seems sort of like of a higher intelligence um and then the the fading out thing you know it really made me think about um the you know during the some of these recent disclosure disclosure um uh hearings with the um with congress i think one of the guys was talking about how uh some people believe that there a lot of this phenomena is like projected into our like three-dimensional world like our reality that it's like some of these even even ufos but certainly some of these like encounters are they're like um projections do you know what i mean like somehow they're visiting Mm, they're visiting but they're not all the way here it's not like they're actually physically here it's like they're able to like um you know shine like cast a shadow into this world or like you're mm. seeing like you or would, surveillance or something or or like you would imagine like using literally smoke and mirrors to appear somewhere you know but you're somewhere else right that that somehow these um even UFOs aren't aren't literally here they're shining in here and they can like sort of interact and look around but they're not physically here like if you actually try to touch that creature would you maybe be able to touch it right mm. um so but i mean more than a hologram but it's like more of a um you know maybe something that we can't like fully wrap our heads around because we don't understand you know dimensions and and, and all that enough but um so that, i mean that 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 kind of stuck out to me just this idea of it being someone seeing it as semi-transparent and that's been like a thing that's happened i think in a number of um of encounters where people would like shoot at it and it would just go straight through them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, like the um, one in Kentucky where the guy was just sitting there like firing over and over again into these things. And they just kept coming right up to the house. Um, so yeah, just the idea that like maybe there are things visiting our world that aren't even actually here. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Certainly wouldn't That's be weirder than a weird than a mantis, <laughs> you know, than a, like a <laughs> mantis society, right? Like that's that part's the, that's the tougher to pill to swallow. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I like I, like I said, I'm too biased. Like I just like hope that's true too much to like give an honest opinion. But at the same time, I mean, it's so it's so weird that it makes me think it's true. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? agreed. Like, and and I just like love when these little specific details. You know, like the fading out while the person's watching. Yes. You know, kind of align right. in, in different accounts. Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I definitely think that like, I mean, if you think about our world, you know, that we're ostensibly, homo, you know, homo sapiens that we've like evolved, you know, we're an evolved sapien that we've come from this line of apes and things like that, that on another planet with given time and water and sunlight and all these like things that sort of came together to create life on earth that there would be other species that that evolved right planet where like 
you know, like dolphins seem like they were close or are close, <laughs> you know, like who knows, you know, what, who knows what, what sort of is needed for that leap to take place. But, mm-hmm. um, but you could certainly see other organisms on our planet contending for that. Um, and so, you know, given enough time and, and those organic elements that like insects could evolve, you know, um, you know, dogs could evolve, right? Like, why not, dude? I mean, this is all pretty absurd, right? When you think about it, you know, like the Big Bang is is a miracle. So why not that? I don't know. Right. Yeah, exactly. I love that. The Big Bang is a miracle. It's true. Yeah, it is it's true. true. Um, and I also thought it was interesting what you when you were talking about water earlier, because I know like in past episodes, we've talked about water being almost like a supernatural conduit um huh, right 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 yeah yeah that's associated with a lot of the 411 it's water mm-hmm. weather mm-hmm. um but yeah like a lot of those disappearances happened on waterways yeah. mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. that's some type of liminal space right that's some type right. of and i think even like people using it in meditation or whatever i know, I know my mother you know was a very you know deeply spiritual and religious person you know claimed that she would really feel in tune uh, you know when praying um when she was in the shower hmm. um, and maybe it was because she was away from all of the distractions but uh, but also it just seemed very specific and to me it always kind of felt like is there something to do with that flow of water um, right you know um and, and weren't like a lot of the 411s also uh, not just near waterways but weren't they like someone overlaid like a lot of like like a lot of those pinpoints and a lot of them were associated with like underground waterways mm, as well. It wasn't just rivers, but it was like springs and things like that that I I seem to remember that. The um who's the guy who did the um did a lot of the four one one stuff? I think he did it. Yeah. Like he took a map of the United States and all of these um disappearances and, and correlated it somehow with large underwear underground like aquifers or something well but yeah yeah that's interesting well cool well i'm glad i got to hear about more mantises and whatever this other thing (laughs) manti (laughs) manti (laughs) yeah so what do you think do we do it yeah i think so definitely definitely yeah, so I just want to say um, thank you to everyone who's left us uh, reviews on the show. That really helps us. If you are enjoying the show, please head over to wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a review and a rating. We really appreciate it. Yes, um, if, we do. Yeah, and we've also got more merch left. So if you want to shadow and you want to represent, um, we've got yep. long sleeve, short sleeve, three different designs. They're awesome. Seth designed them. Um, and we've also got stickers and buttons, too. And we'll send you some of those. Yep. And we got Spooktober coming up where we're going to have some some more special shows. Maybe we'll do uh, finally do a, a listener episode there. We've got some coming in. So if we get enough, we just need enough to do a full show. But, um, yeah. yeah. I think we've got enough right now. But, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we definitely would welcome anything you guys yes, if you yeah. if you want to just like any no matter what it is that you've experienced if it's if it's in the paranormal realm we want to hear it uh shadowland podcast at gmail.com um or you can dm us you can follow us on instagram 
Yep. Cool. All right. Well, I feel like we did it. All right. Cool. All right. right. Well, until next time. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Shadowland Podcast is produced by Seth Jablon and Christina Callery. Edited by Tim Kelly. Theme music by Tim Lincoln. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim.